Hey y'all, I'm Courtney. And I'm Sarah. And this is Bodice Tipplers. The podcast where we read all the books we used to steal off our grandmother's nightstands. And then we drink about it. Join us each episode as we examine the good, the bad, and the throbbing of vintage romance novels. Each episode, we ask what fine wine pairs well with this dumpster fire. This is an erotica podcast that focuses on LGBT relationships and teratophilia. Listener discretion is advised. I hate monsters. Or at least I used to hate them. First, I need to come clean. Uh, um. I can't tell if he's responding to the information I told him, or because my hand is now inside his pants stroking him. Have we gone mad? <laughs> I'd hoped I'd killed you. How are your balls, asshole? Fine. Ask Bask. I... what? Bye. Goodbye. Where the hell have you been? Just because you can't see yours, I should stop seeing mine? Hmm? Uh, Dr. Kerr! What kind of device are you looking for? I never know what you allosexuals are into these days. Do you have something that can be controlled at a distance? I think we actually have something like that. Perfect. Sherry, where the hell is Chelsea's Type 1 report? You said you put it on my desk. It's... it's right there. Yes, put it next to the other ten identical files I have on my desk. Asmodeus! Yes, sir. Do you want to explain why you're late? Late? I scheduled you to be here at 8. It is now 8.01. That's... Only a minute. So you're saying it's okay to be late as long as it's not by much? No, not at all. It's just... Go to Cherry and fill out a write-up form. A write-up? Also, back where I'm from... Elmer! Yes, sir? You work and live in Morimitsu now. Morimitsu is all you should care about. No one wants to hear about your hometown. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. There's been a mix-up with some files at my desk. I may need your help to sort it all out. Great. So where are these files? There are none. What? I pulled you over because I wanted to ask, what is wrong with you? You've been a complete asshole these past few days. I... I... Look, I'm sorry. I've just been feeling irritated lately. Does this have anything to do with Angel? No. Bask? Maybe. This scent still lingers around my house. I guess it's upsetting my dragon senses. If that was true, you would have been a nightmare these past weeks. What's really going on? Nothing. He was in your house for a month. You asked me to give you two a moment alone? Bask, did you an angel? Yes. <gasps> you? Can you keep it down, please? But I don't understand. Why? I don't know. It just 
happened. You know, he seems brash, which he is. But there's so much more to him. He's funny, smart, an amazing cook. He's also rather skilled in other areas. Vesta mentioned that you two had gotten close during his stay. I just didn't think she meant that close. Vesta? The human I'm seeing. Seeing? You're still crossing the gate even after all that's happened? Oh, so you're saying that if you could fly, you wouldn't try to see Angel again? Listen, I'm sorry that your human had to go back home. But you can't take your frustrations out on others, especially not your allies. I'm sorry, Cherry. I'll try to keep my emotions in check from now on. Tunnel 2D has been tedious lately. The replacements they sent in for Angel have been so... boring. The human Aphesas are too focused on their work. All they do is write forms their entire shift. Angel at least talked and made jokes. Usually at my expense, but still. Who is it today? A Angel? He's only been back for a few days. I would have thought they'd at least give him a week or two of rest. He's got a new suit. It fits him well. He cut his hair, too. Not cut to an appropriate length, as I urged him to do when he was back home. I mean, back at my house. But it's shorter than usual. He's putting an item through the delivery chute. I walk over to my transport table and pick up... something. I'm not sure what the device is, but I can tell it's human-made just by the look of it. It's small, black, and oval-shaped. In the center of it are five gray buttons. Four of the buttons just have symbols on them, but one, the one in the middle, has the words on and off written on it. I walk back to my desk. Angel has already made it to his, and he looks... nervous. What is this? Is this something that needs to be delivered? He opens his mouth, but as if scared, closes it and shakes his head no. Is this going to be our relationship now? I didn't know what to expect once we went back to our usual routine, but silence wasn't one of them. Recording. Of course. The tunnel is bugged. I guess he can't talk on a casual level or headquarters may get suspicious. Center. Center? I look at the device in my hand and stare at the button labeled on and off. This? He shakes his head. I press the button. Nothing happens. I stare back at him. His eyes motion towards the black device. Should I try the other buttons now? I hit the button with a zigzag symbol on it. The device vibrates in my hand, short little pulses that go off every other second. 
I press it again and the pulses become more frequent. I get curious about the other buttons, so I press the one with the symbol of a spiral on it. The device continues to vibrate, but other than that, nothing else happens. I press it again. Oh, God. I look up to see Angel's face flush bright red, his mouth agape as he lets out tiny pants and moans. Angel? As I focus on him, my finger slips and presses another button. I look at the device again and back up at Angel. I press the button with the zigzag symbol. It's vibrating non-stop now. Must be deep inside him by his reaction. I've heard of these types of human contraptions before, but never thought I would encounter one. Humans are quite clever. I reach inside my pants and stroke my cock. It's already half swollen thanks to the sight before me. He looks debauched, lips plump and red from biting on it. I can see his forehead shining with sweat, his knuckles turning white as he grips onto his chair's armrest. I press the spiral button again. Oh God, oh God. Does the simple stand for rotate? Is it rotating inside of him? The only two buttons I haven't touched yet were the ones with arrows on them. One pointing right, the other left. Self-explanatory at this point. I press the buttons, alternating from right and left. Oh, shit! I can't take it anymore! He releases his tight grip from the armrest and reaches inside his pants. He's stroking himself, but I can't see it because of these damn windows that cut off at the waist. I want to see him. I want to see all of him. I want to see that device inside him. See it pulsing deep within his ass as I kiss down his back. I want to see if I can join it. Pushing my cock in with the contraption as I give words of encouragement. I bet it will feel amazing. The toy vibrating against my cock as I pound inside him. Her speech will be incoherent. Oh, orgasms. Violent. I want to touch him. Hold him. This isn't enough. I need to be with him again. I... Click the buttons at random, unsure what pattern he needs to get off. His eyes roll to the back of his head as he trembles in the chair. I stroke myself faster, desperately seeking my release. I come into my boxers. Grimacing as I feel the liquid splatter onto my underwear and thighs. Bask, please. He's shaking even worse than when he was coming. 
Damn. I hit the off switch. Even now, he looks cocky, wearing a smug grin on his flushed face. Does he even think about the consequences we would face if we got caught doing this? <sighs> I want to kiss him. We stare at each other in fear before scrambling to fix our appearance. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I have another order for the Department of Research. Just, just put it on the transport. <laughs> but don't you need to ask me the standard questions first? Yeah, right. Name? Pascal. Item? An idea forms. It would be tricky and I haven't thought it through, but if I want a chance at being with him again, I have to act quick. I grab a piece of paper off my desk and begin writing. Put the items through the chute, please. Right away. Let me help you with that, Paz. Oh, it's only three little boxes. You don't have please, to- Please, allow me. It will give me a chance to move my legs. Well, if you insist. Be careful, though. One of these boxes contains Neant, a powerful herb that can knock out even the strongest of monsters. Angel stares at me with a confused expression on his face. I shifted my body so that the folded note in my hand couldn't be seen by Pascal, but was on full display for Angel. His eyes widen. I tried my best to keep my face neutral as I walked over to Pascal. My release was drying, and it was not a pleasant feeling. So, Paz, came across any interesting human tech of late? No, but I read a fascinating article today about a transportation vehicle the humans once used. I continued to make eye contact, pretending to pay attention as I placed a folded note in between two boxes. I can only hope that Angel noticed. And they would sometimes decorate them okay, with- Okay, and you're good to go. Oh, I... you... don't want to hear more about cars? I'll read the article. Oh, uh, okay, I guess. I'll be off then. I look back at Angel. He's already reading the note. He looks up at me and nods. A falcon lands on my window seal. In its beak is a flat rectangular package. I pull out the luminescent white paper from the packet. I look it over to make sure he's got the right one. They blend almost too well with the paper, but I can see them. The silver markings that let me know this is authentic keep-a-secret paper. I grab a pen nearby and write. Angel? His name stays on the paper for a second before disappearing. A few seconds later, new words show up. New pen, who this? Angel. Yeah, it's me. Man, writing on these makes me feel so old. I haven't written on one of these since my school years. Yes, Keep a Secret was popular at my school as well. We could pass notes in class without having the teachers any the wiser. You pass notes in class? How scandalous. I can't believe such an honorable captain would do such a thing. Really? Even after all the scandalous things I've done with you? 
Speaking of which, did you enjoy my little stunt? Gods, it felt amazing. For someone who is so technology illiterate, you figure things out quickly. I still wish it had been your cock instead. Or better yet, I had that thing inside me as I suck you off again. Oh, damn him. I readjust myself before writing on the paper. I want to do that and more, but we need to focus and make a plan. <sighs> You're right. So, what's the idea? You said you wanted to use that bird dude? His name is Pascal, and he's not a bird. I mean, he is, but a monster one. Fine, I'm sorry. What is the plan you want to pull off with Pascal? We need Pascal to meet with a human. What? Think about it. We have no legal way to enter each other's territory. Unless we're escorting someone. Yes, that could work. I even have the perfect human he could meet. But... But? We're going to need to have other officers join us. The law states that a minimum of two officers from each side must be there during an escort. And if we find a pair, we have to make sure that they don't get curious when we sneak off together. Hmm. Ah, uh, I actually have an Afisa that would be perfect for this. He'll listen to anything I say without question. Now, if only we could find a human Afisa that could trust you on a mission. What do you mean by that? What? An officer that could trust me? I meant nothing by it. Yes, you did. <sighs> listen, you're clearly a high-ranking Afisa. I've also fought you in battle, and you're certainly strong and skilled. You still haven't answered my question. You sometimes act in ways that make me think your allies wouldn't trust you on a command level. In what ways? Like jumping into action without thinking things over first. When have I ever... Sweetie. The reason you got trapped over here in the first place is because you confronted Sherry with no real plan besides stick a sword into her while she's not looking. You're lucky Cherry knows nothing about combat or wasn't a more powerful monster. You could have gotten worse than a few broken bones and scratches. Angel? Angel, I, I didn't mean for it to come out harsh or criticizing. It's just that as an Afisa, I think it's important to... S sweetie Uh, what? Sweetie, you called me Sweetie. Uh, I'm sorry. It, it was a slip of the tongue. I, I didn't mean... No, it's fine. I don't mind if you call me Sweetie. Oh? And maybe you're right. Maybe I leap into action without thinking sometimes. But my quick rush to action has gotten me to know you on a more personal level. And I don't mean that as an innuendo. Though I do enjoy your cock very much. Yes, you've mentioned that. I got it! Vesta will be more than willing to do the escort with me. That name sounds familiar. Wait, it's the human Cherry's been seeing. 
Exactly. She'll come when she realizes it benefits her too. So that's it. That's our plan. Yeah, but how long do we keep it going? As long as we need to. So, as long as we keep feeling this way about each other? And by feeling, I mean horny, obviously. There was more to this question. He wanted confirmation that this thing between us was simply passion and nothing more. Yes, of course. Good. So, I guess we'll have to sign off for now. We have a big day ahead of us tomorrow. Why so quick to leave? We have more to discuss. Like what? Well, we could talk about all the things you wanted to do to me in the tunnel as you watched me get off. This man will be the death of me. It took a few days of convincing, but the king agreed. Next to me was an excited Pascal and a nervous Elmer. Th this will be my first time next to a human. Is there anything else I should know about them other than what they taught to us in training? I mean, do they have any contagious diseases? Will they attack if I move in the wrong way? Please, be respectful. Humans aren't wild animals. In fact, throughout the years, humans have discovered many cures for... Thank the gods. Angel walks in with two other humans. One was an older woman who gave off a strong and intimidating presence. She possessed an autumn complexion and jet black hair that shined in the light. Going by the uniform she was wearing, I assumed this to be the Vesta I've heard so much about. She is quite striking. I understand now why Sherry is so taken by her. Next to her was another woman. She was tall and slim, with brown curly hair that framed her dainty face. The big round golden glasses she wore made her appear the bookish type. Yes, her and Pascal would have lots to talk about. Angel lifted his key to the window that separated us. May I? I nod my head. He puts the key against the window, and slowly a doorway-shaped opening appears. He's right in front of me now. It takes all my strength not to just reach out and grab him. Captain Basque, this is Captain Nakamura and Dr. Kerr. Hello. It will be a pleasure working with you today. You can just call me B. A pleasure to meet you all. As Afisa Perez has already stated, I am Captain Basque, and working with me today is Afisa Elmer. Uh, hi. And this is Pascal. Pascal? He was just standing there in silence, staring wide-eyed at B as if she was all of human technology combined. Pascal? Uh, yes, hello. I look forward to discussing many things with you. And I with you. We needed to stop off at headquarters first. Have to make sure that the mission is documented before going to the agreed-upon location. Sherry, we need the form for the escort mission. Uh, yes. Sherry tries to act casual, but I can tell that Vesta's presence is affecting her. She keeps dropping papers, and her cheeks are pinker than her hair. 
I hope Elmer reads it off as just being nervous. Um, here they are. Jerry, is it? What a lovely name. Vesta walks up to the desk, and I see Angel's body tense up. Vesta looks like she's making a grab for the forms, but instead her hand falls on Cherry's wrist. Cherry's used to stand for purity and chastity. Once picked, they were considered having lost their innocence. Her fingers rub small circles across Cherry's skin. But that's so foolish. Cherries take years to grow. I'm sure by the time they're ripe, they want nothing more than to be picked. To be plucked and sucked on. I... To have a tongue running across their round, sweet body. Their juice running down my throat. Captain Nakamura, the forms, please! She looks annoyed, but grabs the forms out of Cherry's hands and brings them to me. Cherry takes a moment to fan herself with the nearest folder on her desk. Sorry, it's just when I see her, I... What are we talking about? Nothing. Human things. We should get to signing. Wait just a minute. Of course. Stop it. Stop this whole thing. I want these humans out of Morimi too now. But, but, your highness, we were given permission Screw by- Screw my brother. He's an absolute dumbass. Prince, please. This could benefit monster society so much. Just let me ask a few questions. No, humans can't be trusted. They're vile and devious creatures. B looks frightened. Vesta looks ready to attack, and Angel looks... amused. What is their deal? He really hates humans, if you haven't guessed. <clears throat> Your Highness, please. I know you're not happy about this arrangement, but we are protected by the King to carry it out. If you just go on with your day, you won't even notice they're here. Oh, and what about the day after that? And the next day? And the one after? I read the agreement. I know this won't be a one-time thing. You're planning on bringing humans here at least once a week. Once. A. Week. We might as well get rid of the damn wall and let the human invasion begin. Prince Vex, you're being... Mighty obvious. Huh? What are you doing? Don't worry, I have a plan. A thought-out one. Speak again, human. I said that you're being mighty obvious that you won't be able to resist us. And what do you mean by that? It means thou does protest too much. You're a human fucker, aren't you? What is he playing at? Uh, how? How? Dare you? I am a royal. You dare claim I would ever want to... to... I'm just calling it how I see it. I mean, none of the other monsters have been as openly hostile to us. It's almost like you've got something to hide. He does talk about them a lot. Too much, if you ask me. The castle is enormous. We could hide 50 human novas in there. Enough! I talk, warn, about humans because I want to keep this kingdom safe and nothing more. But if you want this dumb escort mission to go on, then fine. So be it. Make sure these humans stay out of public sight as much as possible or I swear... 
Yes, Your Highness. I understand. Fuff. Well, that's one way to greet a guest. Indeed. Elmer, do you mind staying here and making sure the forms are correct? Afisa Angel and I need to talk privately for a minute. You want to be left alone with a human? Are there two human lovers in the kingdom? No, no. I, I didn't mean... <clears throat> yes. I will handle things here, Captain. Good. What do you have to talk to me about? And why are we doing it here in a room with a bunch of empty su- Gods, I've been wanting to kiss you since you got here. <laughs> me too. How did you think to say all that back there? Just speaking from experience. Wait. So you think the prince really does like humans? Don't know. Don't care. Can you believe that? No, not at all. Damn. Quick, in the bathroom. The stalls. So, you think it's true? Think what? That the prince is secretly having sex with humans. I pick up Angel and wrap his legs around my waist. I then start sucking at his neck. <laughs> what? Of course not. I don't even think he has a monster lover. I take out his cock, which is already dripping with excitement. I take out mine as well. My fist wraps around us both and I begin stroking. Bask! My hand stills. Do you want to stop? Don't you fucking dare! He wraps his arms around my neck and attempts to thrust up into my fist. I want to laugh, but resist since we still have guests. Though I must admit, the humans that arrived this morning sure are tempting. They stroke us at a steady pace, trying my best to stifle my moans. I enjoy pleasing myself, but his cock adds a whole new sensation to it. My fist feels crowded, tighter. Our cocks seem to throb in unison as they slide against one another, coating each other in their own liquid. Especially the one with the long hair. We stare at each other in shock. I would love to take him for a ride. Remember the treaty? I don't like it. <laughs> My fist moves faster. I'm not saying I would do anything, but there's nothing wrong with imagining. Hmm, I guess not. I don't like them talking about my... talking about him that way. I would have a go at him too, 
if I could. Angel leans over and bites oh. into my neck to silence his moan. This only excites me more. Hey, maybe we could share him. I bet he's a screamer. You can't have him. Ask, ask, ask. I can feel it too. I'm already moving my hands as fast as I can, yet still, I pick up speed. I rub my thumb over our heads, clenching my fists so tight that it can barely move down our shafts. I keep going until... Fuck. As soon as I saw the first spurt, I moved backward and used my thigh to hit the lever. Oh, hell. Is someone here? Um, we were just kidding about the whole wanting to fuck humans thing. Let's go before they report us. Did we both? I looked down at my cum-covered hands still holding our cocks. Yeah. Damn, that's hot. Ah, these are new pants, too. Sorry, I, I could have controlled it better. I just got carried away. Hmm, yeah. You know, I wouldn't with them, right? It's... it's none of my business if you decided to. You're right, but I want you to know. I'm not doing this with anyone else. I don't want to do this with anyone else. I stare at him in awe, and before I can even stop myself, before I can even think about the chances of us getting caught, I kiss him. Okay, okay, stop, or we will have to go into the stall again. You're right. I prefer a bed anyway. Come on, let's go. Uh, I need a minute. Huh? What's wrong? Nothing. I just need to think. He looks ready to question me again, but stops. Okay, I'll be waiting upstairs. What the hell came over me? Hearing those two talk about Angel like that just made me so... So... That shouldn't have been like that. We're not. This is only... <sighs> Enjoyed yourself, Captain? Huh? I look at the cell next to me. Sure, it's where I heard the voice from. Yet see nothing. I then noticed movement in the corner. The figure's tan and gray scaly body, sliding away from the wall it blended into. I don't know whether to be hurt or amused. I mean, I enjoyed the performance you and your little boyfriend did in front of the cell, but the fact that you didn't even notice my presence stung. Christopher, 
How did I forget he was in this cell? And he saw us. Damn. If you tell anyone, they won't believe you. And what good would it do me to tell? It's not like they'll release me, or even shorten my sentence. Not like it matters, anyway. They've already taken away the two things I care about the most. How... how are they? I was never told what happened to them after they separated us. They're not in prison, if that's what you're asking. I heard they got off with paying a fine. Oh, good. Do you... regret it? Of course not. I would do it ten times over if I could. I... love them! Don't say anything you no, don't. No! I loved them! And... they loved me too. We would often fantasize about being in a more progressive time, wondering how our kids would look, planning our wedding. I should have admitted it the moment they arrested me. I'd rather be dead than to be stuck here, never able to see them again. But that, that would have harmed them too. What will you say if you're caught? I would say the truth. Tell them it was only a moment of passion. Is it? I'll send an Afisa down to straighten up your cell. You may be a criminal, but you still deserve a clean room. I wish the best for you, too. I really do. Baskin Asmodeus was voiced by the Monster Boyfriend. Angel was voiced by Ben Russell. Cherry by Sun Lily. Best of by Aurora Buddy. Prince Vex by J.D. Hampton Van Saint. Amor by Kyle Nishimura. Pascal and Christopher by Lewd Audio. B by Dallas Whitney. Officer 1 and Officer 2 by Tal Minier and Brandon Jenkins. Written and sound designed by Chelsea. Music using this app was Unchartered by Tal Mito. Want to support the show? Check out our Kofi and Patreon link located in the description. Or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Also, consider following us on Twitter page at FuckHumans8. We sometimes run useful polls and feedback surveys to help us improve the show, such as adding recaps to beginning of episodes. Finally, a special shout out to Fiction Podcast Weekly. Fiction Podcast Weekly is an email newsletter bringing you the latest from the world of audio fiction, audio drama, and sound storytelling. Click the link below and subscribe now.